Jeff, you just, uh, in a text thread, you said one of the funniest expressions I've never heard. You wanted to make sure our guest dresses nice tip top lollipop. Yes. I believe I heard that from, if I can give a shout out, uh, from a British gentleman on a TV show called App Bio, or some people know it as AP, AP Bio. Bio. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on the Peacocks. Very funny television show. And oh. uh, I got, he's tip top lollipop, he says sometimes. And so it's, that's like, that's when something's like the best, like you're, you're, that's mm -hmm. the ultimate. It's tip top lollipop. Absolutely. Chip, I am very excited tonight. When we asked our guests to come on, and, uh, you know, this is a hard get, but we got him. Yes. He freed up his schedule. You and I have been having problems making it go with some of our, our good friends who seem to be very busy. Sometimes I'm like, is this an act, Christian Elsis? Yeah. Is this an act, certain what, is people? Is this a ruse? Is this a ruse that You're you have no, sidestep us. no free time in the summer? That's okay. But we, we got a great guest. And when he came back with this film, tears of joy came down my face. I actually have a quick story about that that I will save until he gets on here because it could have gone very this night could have gone very differently jeff oh no left to his own devices this, yeah see all right this could have gone very differently i love this guy but i know he yeah. has a little side to him that really this was this was his first choice because i expected something that i would have to veto right away of course of course so maybe we could broach that subject with him first yeah should i bring him on let's bring him on well, you know what, Chip? I'm going to bring him on, and I'll let you do the intro because, you know, you've known him for quite a while, correct? Uh, one of my best buddies in the whole wide world. He's he's a wonderful stand-up comedian. Uh, he has a great YouTube series called The Depressed Chef, which yes. if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Uh, he was also my co-host on the television or on the television show. Let's just say it on the podcast, A Dangerous Thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've now switched to more of the short form TikTok Instagram videos at ADT for a dangerous thing at ADT pod. Mm -hmm. Just look for it on Twitter or Instagram, TikTok, actually. And uh, we tell uh, quick, we take about a minute and we try to throw some really interesting facts at you in a fun way. And he is my co-conspirator, my buddy. His name is James Heskey. James, how are you, my friend? And the big reveal. Oh, oh look at this. Oh, I, I, I didn't. I thought it, it uh, didn't go. So I. That was a little tease. Quit. Yeah, Just a little tease. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How are you? Good. Sorry, James. Are you you have this giant mic with a giant like spit guard. I thought it was a giant water bottle at first that yes. you were sipping out of. I, I also have one of those. Oh, there you okay, go. Look great. at that. I do Ooh. want to say, James, is your mic uh, connected right now? Oh. I, I, I feel like uh, you, you sound wonderful, but I, I bet you you're at like a seven, and I think you'd be like a 10. Like, really? I, it, it sounds like it may or may not be on. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're at a seven. Maybe Ooh. I'm a seven. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what it is? What's that? I was, I was, oh, there, my, uh -huh. there's those dulcet tones. Yeah. I was connected through my headphones and not my, and not the mic. So I, this was just a prop. It was a prop mic. Yeah. Prop mic. Prop Can we mic. get back to, you said chip a seven. It's that's like a New Jersey seven, right? Not, like, a, seven, not, yeah. not like an LA seven. No, he's like an LA no. five maybe. Right. And he's in Queens right now. So he's like a Queens 12. Yeah. A story of Queens, if you will. So, sunny, yeah, put your sunny address side. Sunnyside, put your address. Uh, if you could just share yeah. your address with everybody. Sure. It it's uh it's Sunnyside's pretty small. So if you just if you just come to Sunnyside, I'll just 
Just walk around. You'll find me. Yeah. If you could just get to Queens and just start screaming for his name. If I went to like a corner bodega and I said, uh, James Heskey, they'd be like, yeah, two blocks up on the right, fifth floor, something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It works. That's how New York City works. I've yeah. that's, I've seen Seinfeld and I've seen uh, Cloverfield. The only two things about New York that I know. Right. It, and you know what? They, they're, they both take place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are both so actually. It's like the cutaway scenes in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It's it's wow. there. There's a monster in the background. I love Cl- it. Cloverfield's a little less grating, I believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and it uh, and the Cloverfield monster never yelled the N word at. Uh, <laughs> At a bunch anybody of, at the laugh at a, factory. Yeah. Anybody at the laugh factory. No. Remember that guy, that actor? No, no one yeah. remembers him now. <laughs> people really, uh, yeah, yeah. Really gone south. Right. Uh, speaking of going south, James, how are you, my friend? I'm <laughs> doing all right. Uh, I am. I'm really just enjoy- <laughs> going south. <laughs> Thank you. I I really enjoy. Uh, welcome to backhanded compliments with Chip Chancellor. No, no, we're talking about you're planning a trip to Hilton Head. That's what. Uh, yeah. That's what Chip was <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I always I always forget that uh welcome welcome to uh travel companions with Chip Chantry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing do, doing all right. Uh it's like uh the end of summer. It just arrived. It's, it's yeah. just here. And you I, still have all your winter coats next to you. I know. Yeah. So this is the other <laughs> I what do you mean still so I'm preparing, Jeff? Oh, okay. Much like Michael, uh, Michael Gross, uh, in this movie we watch, a survivalist. You are a survival survivalist yourself. You're just preparing. You have your coats, and probably mm-hmm. on the other side, all of your weapons. Uh, right? Yeah. If you that's it, you have to. It, it depends on which wall the graboid comes in. All right. I don't. I don't want to ruin anything. But as I was telling Chip, this movie's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Just the scene when they're battling the monster coming through the wall, Reba and Michael mm-hmm. and the way they cut, like he, they're firing guns. You're like, man, I wonder if they have any more guns. And then they just cut to the back wall and it's right. just lined. That is just perfect. It's, it's so good. And I uh, forgot that, not forgot. I didn't know until rewatching this time that that was Reba McIntyre. What? Like I, it was just, cause I haven't seen this movie in, I don't know, 20 years. Oh wow. And I just so wasn't was just aware. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess back to you would just say she's just like a lady. But yeah. Now she's Reba. She's yeah. Reba. With an exclamation point. From, from the WB, you know? Yeah, Reba from the WB, sure. <laughs> now, James, we're going to get to the movie in a second, but we were just talking, Chip and I, and I said, when I found out that young James Heskey wanted to watch Tremors, I was so excited. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like one of my favorite movies. And I said to Chip, like, that's really great. And then Chip's like, well, and I'm like, James, yeah. was this your first choice? No, no, it wasn't. My first choice was <laughs> Rounders. Oh. <laughs> Hold it, is that the Ed Norton gambling movie? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. I remember that movie. Well, because it's yeah. also yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun background movie. It was one yeah, yeah. that me and my friends would watch. Uh, my friends had seen it way more times than I have, but it was like one that we would just. just- we put had the physical DVD of, we'd put it on in the background. Yeah. It, so many great recitable lines. Yep. John Malkovich uh, is, is plays a 
incredible character with the worst Russian accent of all time. <laughs> There's a great story. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about it was Matt Damon recently did an interview where he talks about it's like his favorite thing that's ever happened to him on a movie where he shows up and they can't believe they got Malkovich to do it because it's like early in Matt Damon's career. And so like they get there and they're sitting down and Malkovich suddenly goes like, if you don't have my money, you are mine. <laughs> and everybody starts like applauding. Like he just And Matt Damon just looks at him. Oh my God. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And Malkovich realizes that Matt Damon saw through the whole bit. And Malkovich leans in and goes, I'm not a very good actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Chip, we're switching gears. Talking rounders with James Hesson tonight. Chuck uh, Miles with Chip and Jeff. Of course, let me give a proper. You just Chip gave you the nicest introduction, and it was beautiful. It brought a little tear to my eye. You were logging on. But, yeah, folks, we're talking the 1990 desert comedy drama thriller tremors starring of course kevin bacon fred ward finn carter michael gross and james heskey's all-time favorite actor reba mcintyre <laughs> guys this movie first of all we're just going to say a chip perfect movie but perfect amount of time for a movie 96 minutes 96 uh, nailed it's, it yeah it's our one of our gauges james we have a couple of check uh, we have a checklist for like what makes a perfect movie for this podcast and for us and 90 minutes or less, or at least in the ballpark, a hundred yeah. minutes or less is yeah, it can't go any longer than that. And this just nails it. There's, there is not much fat in this movie. They get right to it. Uh, it's there, there, there's not a whole lot of scenes that you, you would need to trim down. Let me, yeah. um, let me first just give the quickest synopsis. Then we're going to get into why well, James while Trude. you do that, I'm going to realize I left my notes on the other side of the room. Okay, good. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But, but you give the synopsis. I All hope right. you don't get tremored. Oh my God. Stay on the rocks. Stay on the large rocks, James. Guys in the film, handyman Val McKee, Kevin Bacon and Earl Bassett, Fred Ward wish to leave the small desert town of perfection, Nevada as they are tired of their dull lives. However, they happen upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist, Rhonda, studying unnatural readings below the ground. With the help of an eccentric survivalist couple, Bert and Heather Gummer, he Bert and Heather Gummer, that's Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre, the group fights for survival against a giant prehistoric worm-like monster, plural, hungry for human flesh. Woo, guys, this movie was budgeted at 10 million, box office only 17 million. But when it came out on VHS, it was considered a viral hit back in the day, where it right away it sold three times what it made in the theaters. And rightly so. I consider this, guys, a perfect movie. James. Can you set the scene? A young James Heskey, the first time you saw this movie, where were you? Where were you living? Who'd you see it with? Did your parents take you? Did you sneak in somewhere with your little dirtbag friends? Set this, the scene. This is uh, one of the early movies that my brother and I would get over and over again. I have an older brother, Andrew, uh, and we would we would get it. He's three years older than I am, and we would get it. It's one of the first movies I remember, I think, getting 
maybe three or four different times from Blockbuster. <laughs> yes. The best. Where we're just like, well, I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what else to get. Let's get Tremors. Mm-hmm. Let's get, all right, let's just get, let's get Tremors. Like we, we'd already made three laps around the store. <laughs> you want to get Tremors again? Let's get Tremors. <laughs> okay, look, there's Rounders. Nah, let's get Tremors again. <laughs> that isn't going to be out for ten years. Uh, so I couldn't. I honestly do not have a memory of the first time I saw it because uh, they all blend together. It was just a forever thing. Chip, you, we've had, we talked to so many people. And it's such a similar story, especially with Chip and his brother. It's just like, well, we just had, we watched the movie so many times. I think we just ended up owning it, you know, and mm-hmm. just kept popping it in and popping it in. But it is a very, very rewatchable movie. Um, oh, yeah. That's great. I just, I, and I have to, I am embarrassed to say, randomly, I watched it about a year or two ago. It was during the pandemic I watched it. And I think it was the first time I actually ever watched it beginning to end i think i've seen it a hundred times but it's always you turn it on halfway through i my brother uh-huh. and his friends are watching it so i watch 30 minutes of it here and i've probably seen the movie 10 times but never start to finish until very recently james what what spoke to you about it like what grabbed a hold of you like a graboid grabbing your <laughs> your grabables what what made it so special for you well it it just felt like if you were describing a movie that was made in the early 90s like it just this is it it's a action comedy the the music tells you how to feel in any given moment (laughs) Mm -hmm. you never have to guess you're just like oh there's plucky banjo so i guess we're feeling good (laughs) it's fine the you start off with the characters you're like oh uh they're dirtbags it's not hard to tell because there's a, a orgy of evidence that yeah. these guys are assholes. These are not, they're down on their luck and we're just going to set the scene and we're not going to be subtle about it. One of my favorite little scene settings was when they just walk into Chang's store, he automatically gives them two beers, opens it up and gives them a six pack to go. Without even asking them, they cut to the scene. They're in the desert doing whatever they're doing. They take a break. And he has, of course, the six pack in an old toilet and just throws one to Fred Ward. And it's just like, this is their lives. Little things like that, little scene setting. And yeah, the first 10 minutes of just showing like how I love showing how down and out they were, but still what good friends they were. And they Mm -hmm. were in it together and anytime you can establish a relationship of like best buddies that quick was just, you know, I keep saying the word perfect, but it was just spot on. They and know it's just and, a little bit of a father son thing, yeah. almost like an older brother, you know, obviously Fred Ward's a little bit older, more, a little more wise. And it just, yeah, that, that, that relationship is great. They know each other really well. They know each other's faults. They know that they're not going to let each other. And like, this is the, no, this is the time we're going to get out. So that's why when there's almost like a line, where's the, what's the line where they're like, we're going to, oh, they're going to help like the woman with her cinder blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She offers her a job and, and you think they're going to take the job. Of course they're going to stay, but they get in the car anyway and go. And they're like, this is holy. And even though the movie you're seven minutes into the movie and you're like, what do you mean they left? How did they leave? Like you already know 
that these are the guys that stay and take the job moving the cinder blocks because they've set set up these characters so beautifully to yep. be like, well, I know they take the cinder block job, even though I don't, everybody knows, everybody, the characters know that this is what they do. And they even say like, I can't believe we left. Like they're in the car. <laughs> they're just slapping the car the job. Food. Oh, yeah. it's perfect. And it, then it was, a graboid gets in the way. It was such a well-directed movie. Like mm-hmm. it, it was shot, you know, on 35 mi- millimeter film, this very big grand desert. And when the director said, hey, I have a desert to shoot in, my God, did he take advantage of it? Because there are only two interior locations in the whole movie. Two. Yeah. It's the general store, and then it's uh, the survivalist basement. And that's it. Everything else, he's just like, we have- Well, the- and the, the, the dirt that the, the graboid is, that the, gra- that the graboid is actually going that's through. That's the graboid's that's house, under- Jeff. Yeah, that's yeah, the gra- yeah. That's, that's graboid. The, the house okay. is the graboids. I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's his house. And yeah. all right, so three interior locations. But, but that's I, true. I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that it is truly an outdoor. It's a western. Yeah. Yeah, it's a total western. And the um, I'll just start out with the idea where the people who created the two writers, S.S. Wilson and Brett Maddock. This is great where they got the idea from. Mm-hmm. James, you know this probably. They were working in for the U.S. Navy in a California desert. They were charged with filming instructional videos. So just like two guys who are out there kind of just like wasting time between shots, they were standing on large rocks and wondered what it'd be like if they had to avoid something coming up from the dirt and staying on those rocks. Guys, that's how the idea was born. So this is the entire movie is just a game of the floor is lava, is lava. Gone, mm-hmm. gone wild. Yeah, yeah, if you think about it, right? I mean, that's the whole, for half the movie. Yeah. You know, there's a point where they're all just laying on the rocks and they cut the scene to the scene. It's them laying there like, how the, I can't, like you as the viewer, like I can't envision a way for them to get out of this. And that's like the joy of the movie. They kept doing that where they kept having to show Kevin Smith's um, progression from being the dumb guy. Ke- Kevin Bacon. Kevin okay. Bacon, right. Kevin Smith. This played, movie with Kevin Smith would have been really funny. <laughs> Kevin Smith played Graboid number two. Yes. <laughs> but Kevin Bacon's progression from the dumb guy to him eventually outsmarting. Yes. Right. I will say, you know, spoiler alert here, but they, uh, Thelma and Louise definitely stole the ending from Tremors. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They they definitely uh, bit that off of, of the movie Tremors. I, I, I do love that, and I don't know if we're going to go over the whole movie in oh, chronological. Okay, I was yeah, going to say, because I brought up the whole thing with, with uh, uh, the how the music tells you what to feel. Mm-hmm. You, They're ready to die and to starve to death or, 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 or uh, get dehydrated and die because they watch that happen to somebody else. Yeah. And then there's just a funny pole vaulting scene. Yes. And the music is just like, hey, we're pole vaulting. Like, that's an early 90s action comedy. Yep. And that wide shot is just beautiful of them, the three of them pole vaulting simultaneously. Hey, our, we're on a, it's a buddy comedy now. Yep. It, it's like when in uh, Breakfast Club, when they, they're all dancing across mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, yeah. the stacks yeah, in the, the library. The they just yep. show them like 
pole vaulting across. And I guess that's just like, you know, I'm not a director. I'm not a movie maker, guys. I don't know anything about this. But it's just that idea of breaking the tension when you need to and then building it back up again, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing that, if if the three of us are doing that, Mm -hmm. my pulse is at 350. Right. I am, my hands are sweaty. I am terrified for my life. Mm-hmm. If I fall, I I'm getting eaten to death by a giant worm that I've never seen before, and they're just like, "Hey, let's." Put would it be Would it have been easier if it was music. a worm you knew before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's history, kind of like, if a history with you'd be like, "Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's Sean. It's, it's just Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean the graboid." Yeah, I was geeking out. I'm like. Are graboids related to the Shai Halud from the Dune series? And then, like, I just typed that in. You know, the big sandworm from Dune, mm-hmm. Chip, right. uh, as you know, Shai Halud, of course. Yes. Um, and then, like, I typed that in, and it's like every nerd is just like, <clears throat> you know, someone has asked that dumb question, and all the response are like, uh, excuse me, uh, the Shai Halud is at least 10 times larger and has a mouth that, and they're like, he would eat that craboid as a snack. I'm like, (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm I'm, I'm already out of here. But they made fun of the fact that you don't get an answer to what this thing is, which is what I love about. Yeah. They never address it. And that's on purpose. Isn't that great? Yeah. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's a, it's been around here since before the dinosaurs like, well, and we've never found the fossilization that made, and then just like, nah, who knows? And they move on. No, because it, it doesn't matter for the movie. <laughs> right. It doesn't. Yeah. But it's kind of like asking, it's, it's totally irrelevant. It's kind of like, did she actually pay the pizza guy for the pizza when he showed up at her house? <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't matter. That's not what we're here for. All right. But if, what were the uh, toppings? A, a Marvel or a DC movie now, because it's two hours and 50 minutes long, would be like, wonder where these came from. And then a cut back to a scene where they're like a scientist 30 years ago. It's like, I feel, oh, there was a spaceship that landed. And oh, my God, it created a large. And then 20 minutes later, they tell you the origin. And you're like, all right, it's more just... fun not knowing. I don't yes. need to know everything. Oh, yes. The, gra- the Graboid was actually my father. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at one point he was good. He did not. He did not <laughs> intend to be evil. The right? good graboids. He was a good graboid. He would just come up and steal a tomato every now and then, a cucumber, <laughs> and then he had a taste for blood because something bad happened. To him. Vegan graboids. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I take us on a little side journey Let's here? Let's do it. So uh, I know this. We're talking about the original Tremors, mm-hmm. but when I was maybe 11, 10, 11, I saw Tremors. Two, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, that night I had I had a night terror, and I can tell you exactly what the night terror was about, which was that it had to do with basically I was in Tremors Two, which ends with <laughs> them blowing it up, but they basically just keep being like, "We're still too close," like we put too much explosives in the barn to blow it up. Yeah. And so they're they're like hiding behind some structure, but they have to then they're like, all right, so we're good here. And whoever rigged the explosives like, nope, we got to go further. And they're like, the final thing is like, we got to run to that barn, the second barn or the third barn. 
And that was my night terror was like, I'm still too close to the graboids that are about to explode. So my last <laughs> night terror that I ever had, I was 10 or 11 and I wake up in bed, which is a very, when you uh, wake up from a night terror, if you've ever had one, it's a very embarrassing moment because you suddenly realize that it didn't yeah. make sense and you're kind of acting out a dream of sorts. And my parents are like, it's okay, you're fine, you're safe. And they're like, but I was just trying to hide behind things to get away from the exploding graboid that we had set up with way too much dynamite. But as, you had to be pretty excited at one point where you're like, I, I'm, I'm involved in something pretty cool. Like I'm kind of almost like an action star. Oh no, I'm scared. Yeah. And, and I, I think it has to do with it. I think that's not unrelated to the fact that about a year or two later, my parents got divorced. Yeah. It makes so. sense. It makes yeah, a lot I, of sense. I can see that. Yeah. People you, say it's not your fault, but mm. they've never had they've never had tremors related mm -hmm. uh night terrors. So um you mentioned tremors too. Uh James, the movie was titled Aftershocks. That was 1996. <laughs> tremors three, back to perfection, 2001. Tremors four, the legend begins, 2004. Tremors five, bloodlines, 2015. Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell, 2018, and Tremors, Shrieker Island, 2020. I, wow. I had no idea about that. I thought there were three. No, That's there wild. Was, there were five uh, direct the video sequels. The Bloodline one makes it sound like they're Nazis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like just goose-stepping around. <laughs> Graboids adding a little goose step to their uh, <laughs> to their mobility. Sure, why not? Um, the original title of the movie, guys, was the working title was Land Sharks. This is not a joke. And then they realized that SNL had already unleashed a recurring character called Land Shark, one of the least funny bits ever. The movie was PG-13. Mm -hmm. Originally, it got an R rating because it was replete with F-bombs. Right, yeah. James? Yep, yep. They used their one fuck you pretty well though. They did. Yes. They had they had one chip. They were allowed one non-sexual F-bomb. Okay. And I believe it's the first time. Sorry, Kevin Bacon I, if, killed... if I you didn't want me to say actually say it. Oh no, no, no. It was was it when Kevin it, it's when they killed the first one. Killed the first one. Yeah, yeah. like in that ravine. Like yeah. In the, yeah. Because it's it, just it, it's it a runs. very triumphant one, too. Like they saved up and they used it well. Like he knew it was the only one in the movie. Yeah. Or and the then first, they first they one. replaced it with suckers and humpers like every it's like you're watching an R-rated movie on network TV, like the joy of watching like Fast Times Richmond High when it was on network TV. Yeah. And like we used to the kids pop version of. Yeah. <laughs> we would the song, sit there basically. in high school and we'd have we would write out flashcards of the original lines from Fast Times and then what curses they replaced the words with and we would quiz each other that's like how bored in life we were jeff what was it like being the coolest person <laughs> in high school like just you and your friends just oh, being 1960 64 1965 we were just you know hanging out with flashcards you know our other friends were at the sock hop and swear word flashcards mm -hmm. they were at the malt shop with the girls dancing yeah, yeah. wow us it's By pretty the way, cool. Jeff, now I feel pretty cool about being in guitar ensemble. <laughs> How many kids were in the ensemble? Like eight or nine. 
And you were the only kid who didn't have a guitar, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And James Heskey on Maraca. <laughs> Maracas, just singular. Yeah. yeah. Um, the screenwriters originally envisioned Bill Paxton, Matthew Modine, and Bruce Campbell. They were all considered for the role of Valentine Val McKee. I mean, Campbell is, that's right in his wheelhouse, right? There. Right. In his, but you know what? He was a little too macho. You know what I mean? Like Fred Ward macho. Yes. Like the perfect, just macho guy you look to. If you had two of him, it would be too much. Wait, Kevin, too much. Kevin Bacon had a bit of like, I don't know, vulnerability no. to him. You know, he, he dressed like a tough guy, but he's still just kind of this lanky, long haired, you know, guy. So I think Kevin was definitely the right. Matthew Modine maybe would have been able to pull yeah, that off. Could have pulled it off. By the way, Jeff, I guess now is as good a time as any to announce this. And James, you can, uh, James and I, we pulled some strings recently. And I feel like I've gotten to know you very well, Jeff, over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. And I know what you like. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, what values you have in your life. And mm-hmm. so James and I have pulled some strings. And uh, it, just know that whenever the time comes that you pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. At your funeral, your eulogy will be delivered by Kevin Bacon using a Southern accent. Oh my God! Yeah. So just so you know that that's 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 coming because I know what you like and I know that you appreciate his Southern accent. I did, I, th- I thought it was uh, that makes me very happy. It makes me passing on to you know hopefully a better place above yes. or below. Who knows? Uh, Chip, per- just, perfect- uh, just perfection, Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just Chip, just just a side note about that. The AI program is getting better. Okay, great. Okay, good. <laughs> it's it's coming along. Great. Oh man. And then the screenwriters had uh for the survivalists, they originally wanted Chuck Norris and Linda Hamilton. And I could see that. Again, it's a little too much Bruce yeah, Campbell. Like little they're too, they're a little right? too much. Yeah. Like Michael Gross left field for that one. And, and how it works. Perfect. I can't envision anyone else except Alex P. Keaton's dad in that role. And talk about like just he started filming that movie the day after he did his final shot of that show, Family Ties. Is that right? Family Ties called it a rap, rap party. And he's like, listen, nerds, I'm going to play against character in a movie that may or may not be huge, but I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Pretty wow. cool, right? That's awesome. Yeah, that's he was so, good. That's and I, I mean, I thought he was great. I thought he was. Yeah. Do you guys think we love the movie? We're probably three guys who are not big gun enthusiasts, but do you think gun nuts and survivalists just love the shit out of this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's one uh, when you posted about that we were doing this. Yeah. You commented, like a friend of mine who is a like a, a liberal but who loves guns yeah. who immediately posted about like oh i want that back wall oh, <laughs> i geez. wish i had their back wall <laughs> uh is that your friend who uh lives in utah and had some issues with uh the yeah president? recently had some issue with the law yeah okay yeah, you yeah. may want to check in on him was he the guy who that's just all, basically just, taunting yeah. the fbi with yeah. um mm-hmm. come and get me Yes, yeah, so you yeah, may yeah. want to just check his Facebook account. All right, to, I I normally don't appreciate. Maybe we'll take a quick break. Like yeah. you get a little tired of the uh, fuck around and find out. But boy, mm-hmm. oh boy, was that the greatest example of that one? Was was great. I just yeah. saw like eight people saying like, 
yeah fuck around and find out and yeah. my my favorite is that because like he posted oh i'm right you like what are you what's the fbi gonna do come and shoot me or something like that and somebody posted that next to a guy's like uh it was a quote from the news where it just said what are you gonna do stab me and then it was a quote from the stabbing victim <laughs> <laughs> um this was reba mcintyre's first movie so you know you don't, you know, you didn't remember her from the movie, but this was her first movie. Okay. Then it probably catapulted her to her, her WWB, yeah, WB uh, fame, Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the voices. Can I, I can I also just point yeah. out, mm-hmm. uh, Bert's throughout the 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 movie, his corduroy Atlanta Hawks hat, perfect, is so awesome. I mean, what a great late eighties, early nineties just dad hat someone needs to do a deep dive on that because why (laughs) why that team yeah they're out on the west coast they're yeah they're they're out on the west coast a survivalist guy like that would have no time for a big city like atlanta maybe it's part of the backstory like he was an exec in atlanta and all of a sudden something went wrong and he decided he's gonna head out west i don't know i didn't see the five sequels they might have tapped into what was going on with that hat but i would love a deep dive in that hat i do remember part of the sequel is that uh his wife is has like died of cancer or something they make it like oh what happened to you like why isn't she around like nah she she died of cancer like they just they had to give a reason for her not to be around and it was because he wouldn't have just he wouldn't have divorced her usually they uh if they try to get someone in a sequel and it's bad blood that they, the person wouldn't do it, then they kill them off. Yeah. Like in a bad way. But right. if they, if there's a hope that they'll come back, they'll be like, Oh, she's on a expedition in Africa looking for something. Hopefully I just we'll got see off her. the phone with her. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a guy doing like the worst Reba Mac. Hey, hey everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. She got a new show on the WB. That's one of the easiest celebrity voices to do. I bet you each of you could do a Reba McIntyre voice. James, you first. I'm Reba McIntyre, y'all. It's a little <laughs> higher pitched than that, Chip. Hey, y'all, I'm Reba McIntyre. That's Try my oven-roasted honey-glazed <laughs> chicken parts. Pretty good. It's, Chip, you nailed the, the the timber, the high, but she speaks a little quicker. Hey, uh, y'all do, hey, y'all doing? Hey, y'all doing? Give me that hey, gun. There elephant, gun. <laughs> elephant gun. Elephant I'm gonna... gun. I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah. Now you're both. Now you're both feeling it, right? Yeah. yeah. And when he and when he broke out the elephant gun, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And oh, yes. Just yeah. the break breaking glass in case of emergency. Sure. Trump. Trump. Trump actually won the presidency. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, Michael Gross's character definitely was at January sixth. I mean, we know that. Oh yeah. God, they yeah. all were right, except for the uh, everybody there. The seismologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the one talking them out of January 6th. He was actually climbing up. <laughs> he was actually the one climbing up the steps of the Capitol, but it was only just to get to higher ground to stay right. away from the, the land. James, thank you. Nervous. I think we really do need, Chip, every movie we review from now on, a list of characters who and who wasn't at January, at January 6th. 6th. I think like how far into the Capitol they made it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right. Just pick a, say a random popular movie. Uh, let's go with The Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Um, Sensei, obviously, yes, and John Johnny, yes, they were at, J- at January sixth. 
I'm going to say Pat Morita also January. So. Yeah, I could see him. There, there's yeah. a yeah. Yeah, but he's but he's like the he's like the the old lady who's just like smiling and waving and yeah. like that you're almost like oh okay, yeah, yeah I, I kind of like her yes but can she just get house arrest yeah <laughs> all right so every chip write that down in our notes okay. as we yes. go forward all right everything we'll discuss <laughs> I do love that the one guy from Mr Show and Bob's Burgers was there yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing Jesus like Christ. what he could have been doing oh uh, yeah. <laughs> He could have just been walking around on writer strike right now, just living the life. You literally, no matter how angry you are at just, you know, politicians and stuff, and you had a good life, dude. You know, voiceover work on a series that isn't going away anytime soon on on Fox is the greatest job you could ever have. And you ruined it. And he just ruined it because he he's a dumb dumb. And they'll never, ever hire him back. Guys, can I, um, do you guys like quizzes? I do. Love quizzes. Okay, this is a short one. Do you guys love Kevin Bacon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Six Degrees, I love Yeah, right. yeah. So, when he's, Kevin, like, he's, like, the, he's the Kevin Kevin Smith of movies. I was yeah. very much, by the way, just to, <laughs> a little light into my childhood. Like, a lot of people had, like, heroes in, like, movies. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, a superhero, maybe, like, a sports hero. One of my heroes as a young child was Kevin Bacon in Footloose. So just my trick. Was he really? So there you go. Yes. Love that movie and thought Did he you, was super You cool. strike me as a kid who wasn't really a dancer, though. I, you know, I was a theater kid. I was a theater, theater kid. kid? So, yeah. You think you would have? You think you would have stood up to the local pastor and I think I the kids? I think I may have, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And one of my heroes was Kevin Bacon in The Invisible Man. <laughs> yes. Great guy there. Yeah. Um, when Kevin made this film, he was coming off a couple of not so successful movies. So he literally just got married to his lovely wife and he was having his first child and he literally needed money. And he's like, I will take this movie. It seems ridiculous, but they're meeting my quote and exceeding the quote that I normally get. So I'm doing it. Ended up having a great time on the movie, even though at first when the movie bombed, he's like, "Eh, I'm kind of embarrassed. But then after it got this cult like following, he's like, you know what? That was the best time I've ever had on a movie. That's Makes you great. feel good. Um, during those lean years, he did a, some instructional videos. Oh, did he? Yeah, he just created a bunch of instructional videos. It's only a few, but I, I dug these up. Chip, I'll go to you first. There's his, one- by the way, uh, yeah, yeah. James, Jeff's, his research, dogged, dogged yeah. research. I don't He's have a good. lot going on. Like you guys are out and about, you entertain people. You do. I don't, I, I do nothing. I run yeah. in the woods and then I just hide in this basement. Yeah, and, and make, my, my, make my, flashcards with swear words on them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And over in this wall, just nothing but squirt guns just all <laughs> over. <laughs> and, and, and so, um, Chip, Kevin's first foray into uh, instructional videos was Kevin teaches hip hop dancing. Do you know the name of that uh, instructional video? Is that uh, 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 Bacon 2 Electric Boogaloo? No, it's just Kevin Bracon. Just Kevin Breaking. Okay. Kevin, Kevin Breaking. Okay. Kevin Breaking. James, yeah. he also, he um he's into uh, vampiric lore. He put out a guide to killing vampires. Do you know the name of that one? Oh, Kevin Staken. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very that was nice. a good one. That yeah, was that was good. Damn. And he dressed yeah. up as like uh Nosferatu, yes. the original mm-hmm. from the 1920s. Yeah. And um, and then he showed you how to properly stake them. Um yeah. 
Jeff, of course, Kevin's Guide to Fall Outdoor Cleanup. Uh, Kevin Reagan. Kevin Reagan. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James. This this is a bit. This is what we call. I guess you guys call in the biz a long walk. Okay. All right, strap in. Uh, Kevin's guide to what you do when your daughter is kidnapped, and you have a particular set of skills. Skills acquired over a long career. Skills that make you a nightmare for people who kidnap your daughter. Oh, is this Kevin Liam Neeson's Taken? <laughs> <laughs> also known as Kevin Taken. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Got a couple okay. more guys. Are you enjoying these? I don't know. Should I loving them? Uh, yeah, <laughs> very much. All right. Uh, as, as Depeche Mode said, just can't get enough. That was them, right? You know, yeah. And you know, whether you say yes or no, I'm not going to stop. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, not, no. We've had people ask for me to stop. <laughs> we've, I, no. We, um, we've, we've got, we've, you, you've got that clip for the courts, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can just clip that, Chip. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's guide to dealing with chronic dandruff. Uh, Kevin Flaken. Yeah, Kevin Flaken. Yeah. It yeah. was a really it was a good public service to It guys was a like very that. good one, yeah. Uh, Especially that time, all that moose. Yeah. It's uh, basically the tagline was head and shoulders above all other chronic dandruff movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh this was a this one comes uh, important, especially if you guys uh you know have some big BMs. Kevin's guide to fixing a clogged toilet. James. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Kevin Snaken. Kevin Snaken. <laughs> hey, I, right. I needed there. Yeah, I, I remember watching that one a, a couple times. To really, it's a little gross. It's a little gross. Yeah, it, it works. It works. Yeah. Chip, now th- this is this is a uh, you know Kevin. He's in with his brother. He's in a little like so co fo ro uh genre music duo called the bacon yeah. brothers it's yes. southern country mm-hmm. something something but he also likes uh chip he's a big pot fan of um indie rock from the uh 80s and 90s uh this one kevin talks about his love for track four on the replacements don't tell a soul album oh jeez it's not oh, james Sh- might know this yeah. james do you know it yeah. do you know it God no! I just I'm laughing at how specific this is. I know that's this video did not do well. He thought I'm, it would. Yeah. Is it Kevin Shaken? It's no. Kevin Aiken to be. Aiken to be. Yeah, great, God. great song, and yes. he's a big. He's like a super fan of that. He song. really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's and All it did not do yeah. did not do very well. Two more guys. This one's great. I guarantee James Heskey will get it. Whole video where Kevin recreates his favorite Eddie Money video. You guys know who Eddie Money is? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. All I can but say about is... Eddie Money, it's Joe Moore's favorite it's music Joe Moore's uh, favorite, of, yeah. of all time. Right? Wait. He had three hit songs, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I can't. My it's problem right. is that I'm just thinking about two tickets to paradise yep. and my brain can't yeah, stop can't, thinking can't, about you... like one. So it's like, but I know that's not it. Nope. So. You can I'm pass just, the chip. Yeah, so I'm just gonna, uh, so I'm just gonna say, Kevin, two tickets to Paradise, and that's it. <laughs> I know it doesn't fit the rest, but it's it's. Then he had another one, Chip. Do you know what the other one was? So I mean, it's Kevin taking me home tonight. No, he had a song called Shaken. Shaken, um, that's right. That's I right. was shaken. Moving. He has a song, but not to get yeah. off on the Eddie Money. No, we we have time. Ha- there was an older song. Uh, give me some water. Oh, great, Eddie Money said. Give me some water. 
uh, I got a – basically, he was, like, on the run. He, like, robbed a bank and then was, like, going to the border and, like, trying to get to Mexico. It's like, give me some water. I got to get to the – it's uh, it, great, great rocking song. Um, we'll give this one to you, James, since you passed the Kevin, this one, of course, this was very popular. A lot of, a lot of stoners out there, guys, Kevin's guide to firing up a fat dude first thing in the morning. Come on guys. <laughs> uh, oh, Kevin bacon. <laughs> wait, Kevin. First wait, thing in the morning, oh, wait, oh, wake and bacon. Wait, Kevin, Kevin waking and bacon. bacon. That's waking right, guys. Bacon. Oh, okay, they gotcha. were the top Kevin Bacon instructional videos that I found. Those are those are great. Well They're pretty done. good. Yeah, well you know, done. very, you know. Um, we should address the fact, James, that you found out about the death of one of the greatest humans in the past 30 years during a dumb conversation with Chip and I. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I had no idea. Like I thought that Pee Wee was like, I was looking through to see if, if Pee Wee was the name of one of the like minor characters. Right. Right. Like I had missed. And I had no idea that Paul Rubens had died. And then in our conversation, somebody wrote RIP Pee Wee. And I looked through, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> right, I know, Pee-wee. yeah. Who's, who is, who, which one was Pee-wee again? Who, like, one of the minor characters, maybe. And that's how I found out Paul Rubens died. You know the great thing about Talking Twitter, about or it was when Twitter was once good? X, it's called X. X, okay? I'm sorry. Show like, as if, like yeah. as though, like, my exes won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I used to love is you would never, there's no possible way you could ever be the first one to find out someone has died. Literally someone take, would take their last breath. And then this random account would just be like, Eddie Murphy's dead. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like right away. Like just first one on it is. And then I hate the people who do the kind of like tweets, like kind of a bit opaque where you're like, who's he talking about? And they're just like, You'll just see like one of the best legend forever. He really redefined what jazz was. And you're like, fuck it. Who are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. And yet Diane Feinstein. (laughs) (laughs) Or they make it about them. That's always the good one. Like I, I met him backstage at a this and that. And he told me my hat was really nice. I love it. It's about him or your hat. Yeah. But I do love the people who, and, the people who used to start it with like, he taught me it was okay to be. <laughs> and then people just took that. And it was so like, anytime someone even remotely writes something like that, you have like, you know, a mass murder, like Ed guy knows like, he taught me it was okay to like, you know, <laughs> keep a body in your, I, I, I live for this, you know, and huh. like uh, who just died recently, Robbie Robertson from the band. Yes. Rest in peace to a guy who was literally spent the majority of his life in maybe the most boring band of all time. <laughs> literally a band that I hurt myself yawning having to sit through more than three of their songs. Literally starred in maybe the worst concert movie of all time. That friggin' one with Van Morrison and what was that? The Last Waltz. Last Waltz. Oh, Neil Diamond, like every... <laughs> I'm not a fan. Not, I, I'm not a... I'm not a Listen, this is just between us. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan. 
Yeah, no, no, no. It, I think I think Dylan has a. He's got a few great, yeah. a few pretty good songs. Yeah, I wouldn't even call them great. I think he's got a few pretty good songs, and then it's like, all right, man. Yeah, that yeah. See, Chip's, I don't get a little, hype. Chip's a little afraid because Chip's known in the uh, in the mu- music and comedy as a guy who's impeccable taste. So he probably wouldn't want to like besmirch any sort of. Uh... Right, I'm. I I am. I, I will be honest. I am vice president of the Philadelphia <laughs> chapter of the Van Morris Sons of Liberty. So. <laughs> uh, spe- spe- oh, go ahead. No, no, go, go. Uh, no, I, uh, speaking of music, I actually did a bit of a deep dive. I found there's not an official soundtrack oh, to no. Tremors, as far as I know. There's the score. And James said, as he said, the music is great because it it tells you how to feel. Uh they obviously didn't have a huge budget for it and they didn't make much more. They had a big get with Kevin Bacon, but did you know they actually went out and sought out some major singers to do like a big theme, a major Tremors theme song? Really? With actually one specific. They 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 went out to one. Uh he was hot at the time, although he fell on some hard times. So who's the guy that you think of when you think of 80s? soundtracks kenny loggins kenny loggins eddie murphy oh not messina (laughs) not murphy kenny loggins he had he had caddyshack he had top gun he had what else did he have there's a couple of this that he did uh but after top gun he hit loggins hit a couple of uh rough years so he really actually tried to work within their budget and try to make a tremors theme song that would like be like oh because it's like remember how it's like the the caddyshack like i'm all right like the little gopher yeah. comes out like what if the tremor guy came out you know oh, or, i love that right uh but he actually wrote a song specifically i'm for, gonna bite oh not gonna yeah no. uh would you like to hear it i actually i oh hopefully God. you can hear it uh no. i did I, I had to hold it up to my i just say can i just say something i'm very yeah. excited for this okay i hope yeah. you can if you're it. if you're all if you have the audio version chip is pulling out an accordion Yes, I'm pulling out an accordion. Uh, no, this is a uh, this is my Bless phone. You, I recorded it off of. Uh, I was on the dark web, and I found out this is a demo. This is a demo that oh, a down on his luck Kenny Loggins recorded for the Tremors soundtrack. Uh, it's a, it's just under a minute long, so there's no bells and whistles. It's literally just him singing into, uh, I, I what I'm assuming is a cassette tape recorder. But you know, it's 1990 probably 89 at the time so hopefully you can hear it uh here we go let me know if you can't hear it just you know let me know hey this is kenny loggins with the demo to the theme to the movie tremors take 37 now the worms are underground in this desert town tonight they can find you from your sounds like a big slimy bloodhound all right on the way to the tremor zone Going right into the trim zone. Can't believe their size and they don't have any eyes, no sight. Kevin Bacon's one of the guys, plus the dad from Family Ties, all right. Highway to the trim zone. Going right into the trim zone. Hey, Vadir, will you please pass the cocaine? <laughs> oh my god chip uh, where did you find that that's wow. amazing i i really had to dig deep and uh yeah kenny loggins he he had a couple of lean years and he he wanted to hit 
to be honest, wow. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he kind of went back to a well that he already took sounded all the water. Sounded pretty from. sounded pretty unique and you know, yeah. yeah, refreshing to me. I thought it was great. Yeah, man. So, James. so Kenny, Kenny Loggins, may, maybe that would have changed the whole makeup of the Maybe it would have been a bigger hit. Maybe it would have gotten some more attention. I mean, you could see that MTV video happening and like just, the final scene where he's just going, the, the, the big worms just going, 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 and he's just yeah. busting through yeah. the cliff. Yes. Oh my God. One thing I will say I, this uh, one yeah. thing that we did not have on our checklist for great movies that this movie did not have, but it didn't need because it's its, its own special thing is James, one of our favorite things of like an 80s movie, and of course it's 1990, was that a whole ensemble cast at the yeah. end is all together at the big dance or at the big whatever it is in the big scene. But it was such a sparse movie and that almost the entire movie was that scene where they're kind of, the second half of the movie, they're just all together because there's only nine characters or whatever yeah. in the entire they're movie. In a, and it's, they're, it's they're in a great. truck. They're, they're in a truck the entire time. So it just, it makes it feel, I really did enjoy that ensemble cast. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think also they missed out on a sponsorship deal with U.S. pole vaulting. Can yeah. I just say that? Yes. D Dan and Dave were just a, a couple years too late. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. what, an, what an embarrassment that was. Remember yeah. Dan versus Dave literally for a whole year prior. Yeah. And then they just. And they, they both just one of them shit just, the just one did okay and then one did yeah. really bad yeah yeah my god we're probably the only podcast besmirching their names yeah it's true yeah well well i'm sure there's probably a dan and dave podcast yeah the, there's gotta be at least Either, a dan what's that just dan <laughs> just dan can i can i bring up one thing seriously that yes. i did yes that that i think also is a early 90s like a 80s 90s thing that makes this such a great movie yep which is the practical effects. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yes. very, very little CGI. I think maybe there's one or two little crappy mm -hmm. CGI things, but it was amalgamated dynamics. Um, they also did Death Becomes Her. And, okay. Oh, wow. And Alien 3 and everything after for, for Alien. Okay. So they, uh, they unfortunately did a bunch of stuff for the Thing uh, sequel that all got scuttled and they were like, no, we're going to go CGI. So they, this was like a real company that got started and, and um, this was one of their first big movies. And I think it, one of the things that made it, this movie so good was its practical effects. And, and it, even if it doesn't, it had that hokey look to it. We're like, yeah, it's a big giant puppet. Right. But it still felt real. And I think that having that is something that I wish more movies would go back to. You just nailed it, James. And I've heard uh, on Dana Gould's podcast, Dana talks about this all the time because he's such a huge horror fan and he's written horror movies, TV shows, and that type of thing. But he talks about practical effects. He's like, and I think he might be quoting somebody, but he's always like, CGI looks real but feels fake practical effects look fake, but they feel real. Like it's, it's, it just has that feeling of it's so much more authentic when it's a real thing rather than yeah. like, even if it does look like a puppet or something like that, it's there. It's there's no green screen. And it just has that, that feel that makes it so much more 
they added in that it smells for absolutely yes. no reason. Yes. But it was yeah, so, yeah. It was just such a funny bit where it's just, and it smells. And like <laughs> everybody kept saying it. It added nothing to the movie, but it, they just gave it texture. And it was, Which, I think, a really funny bit and just something that kept going with it to making it feel like you were, yeah, we're this thing is here. It exists. Which is so funny because literally, I, I looked this up earlier today and I'm trying to pull it up right now. If you look up Graboid, on, like if you just Google Graboid, and it says people ask, you know, how you, on Google it says like people ask and it's like, what is it? How big is a Graboid or whatever? Literally, the first thing said, did Graboids exist? Yeah. And the second question is, what do Graboids smell like? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the second question. I love yeah. that the movie had um, like a little asshole little asshole brother character that yeah. all 80s and 90s movies had and yeah. this kid was just kind of thrown in because i don't know whose kid he, he was. wasn't like a he child wasn't... of one of the other actors no, he was he... just a teenager they're just you like... know a 15 year old that lives in the desert <laughs> just just <laughs> being, a, he's he's being very an asshole much, to everybody he's very mm -hmm. much like cory feldman in the movie yes. the burbs it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there. like the scene where he's just sitting on the porch of his little house and the guys are just sucking out the um the oh the waste. sewage yeah and it just you know splashes all over him and he's just the asshole is laughing at him mm -hmm. like yeah again there's no backstory i guess you didn't need a backstory why is there a 15 year old living alone and just being a dick i this is so embarrassing i met him and i, bobby I jacoby? had his autograph somewhere bobby is it bobby or billy jacoby one, one bobby of the, jacoby I think. bobby jacoby yeah he uh when my brother won that Nickelodeon trip, we were at the rap party for the kids choice awards. And he was just there hanging out with like, uh, the, uh, I forget, uh, Brian Austin green and mm -hmm. a few of the other, like it yeah. kids. And like, he, he was just there. And I remember getting his autograph. Cause I remember he had like bit parts in sitcoms and I was like, yep, he's famous. And uh, he's from a famous, I believe he's from a famous Jacoby family. I believe a couple of his brothers were like, had were in like 70s movies and tv shows there was i think he, there's a whole jacoby family that wow. that acts the dynasty if you will chip uh, it is a dynasty it's the jacoby dynasty and of course he was the boy who who cried graboid though mm -hmm. he told he is he is he besmirched of, the jacoby name and of course mindy the little girl who's on the um the pogo, pogo stick. stick pogo stick was ariana richards of course she went on to fame after this as playing the little girl in a little movie we like to call it jurassic park yes really yes. i didn't Same know that girl mm -hmm. wow that's pretty cool if you kid actor to be like oh yeah i was in a couple couple small movies you might have heard of mm -hmm. right i was yeah that's the, that's a pretty good list yeah, yeah. Not, especially not to be in like a huge blockbuster and Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's a, that's all you need, really. I guess she was in. It's funny. Was she in? Yeah, she was in the sequels too. Like the, I think you know the at least one or two of them, right? And she gets eaten by one of the uh, one of the dinosaurs. R.I.P. Peewee. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, you know the hardest part about having kids, guys. What's that? having to give a shit about dinosaurs it literally yeah, that has to be that has like to be just hard. yeah like if you if you have a kid this is just again between us yeah you have like a boy who's really into dinosaurs you got a dud on your hands 
right? Yeah. It's yeah. I uh, uh, one thing I do like about that, I was thinking about the little girl, and I was like, she she kind of reminds me of the little girl from Poltergeist, who unfortunately, speaking of R.I.P. Yeah, uh, who who died during the filming of Poltergeist Three. What was her name? Uh, Heather Heather O'Rourke. Heather 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 O'Rourke. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in a certain way, Poltergeist and Tremors are sort of the the intro to horror movies like they're not poltergeist is a bit more of a horror movie but like it's something that i could watch as a second yes. grader i remember watching poltergeist like yeah. tremors hat there is sort of a horror aspect to it but it gets it's like it's like a nice sort of uh trainer you know training wheels version of a it's not a full-on it's not horrifying. Horror. I mean, the second one will give you night terrors. Well, yes, <laughs> we did learn that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll make but your you, parents get divorced. But yeah, but you're but right. It's a, there it's there a nice is introduction some, to the yeah, horror there, genre. where you could be like, "Hey, I could handle Poltergeist. I might be able to handle, you know, other things." Yes, but yeah, uh, what was the other one? The uh, the Mogwai movie, Gremlins, Gremlins. another one, yes. right? You yeah. know, like yeah. that got pretty. It's they're self aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But they, you know, they don't, they can't make movies. Do they make movies like this anymore? I was just reading a very interesting article about how we're just not going to see straight up comedies anymore because, yes, it's like, so sad. like a studio that said if you made a movie for twenty million dollars a comedy and it made sixty million ten years ago, they'd be like, oh my god, this is so great. But even having any movie just make 40 million profit, the studio is like, that is not part of our business plan. Yeah. A movie either has to make two to 300 million profit, no matter what it costs to make a market for them to give a shit about. And there's like, like what was the last true comedy movie? Mm-hmm. Like that was funded, that did well. And that people are like, yeah, there's not like, there hasn't been one in at least a couple of years. Yeah. And they tried to put out like the two comedy movies they put out this year were fucking Burt Kreischer's, whatever that was. Yeah. And then uh, Maniscalco. I was just thinking that. Yeah. James, we were in the theater and we watched the the trailer for the Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Robert De Niro movie. Literally, like people were groaning, like uh, audibly yeah. through it. Like it. it it's painful like yeah i wanted to i would i wanted to i saw it on my computer and i wanted to walk out yeah it chip it feels like you know when you're watching a movie like like 30 rock would make fun of like they would do like a fake fake comedy movie this is exactly what that movie is so like does anybody know is maniscalco is he italian I don't know. I'm not sure what his what genetic makeup is or background. Uh, by, but... by the way, uh, I, I am I am recording this from South Philly right now, from my new home in South Philly. If you guys could talk a little quieter, that would be. And don't tell Pat House we badmouth uh, no. his <laughs> friend. Pat House would be very, yeah. very. He's upset. open for Robert De Niro a number of times. Many, many times. <laughs> Again, this is just between the three of us. Guys. But it's this... just, it's just, yeah, it's such a. It's just, so there's like, there's going to be no more, I mean, like him or not, but just no more comedies like. Uh, what was the one with the three guys in Las Vegas? You know, like that was huge. The hangover. The hangover. The hangover. They're just yeah. they're just not going to make those movies anymore. Yeah. And it's kind Op- of Oppenheimer. Uh, yes. Leaving Las. Oh, I thought you were leaving Las Vegas. That was that a funny. Was funny. That was funny. There's, yeah. some, there's some funny parts. 
Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's like to the point, do you care anymore? Like I'm going right. to miss, I just going to miss like straight up dumb comedies. Yes. Like, right. Yeah. I think there'll be a cycle. Do they'll you? disappear for, they'll disappear for a few years. And then people go like, remember comedies. And then some studio, a 24 or somebody or yeah. some studio like that will be like, I think, I think we could make some of these and yeah. make some money. But then we have to hit big for that everyone else to kind of be like, oh, we want to do one of those two now. Uh, this may be sacrilege. I'm mm-hmm. going to say something. And I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's the, it's not in that echelon of some of those recent comedy movies right. that you guys Tell us your favorite which, movie, Chip. My favorite movie. And there is a touch of horror. I'm going to call it horror to it. But it is just the perfect movie for exactly what it is. It's a Netflix production. Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. People love that movie. It is. I, it's not a great movie by any stretch. There are some really, really funny parts in it, and it does exactly what it needs to do. Hmm. It just sets the scene for Halloween exactly the way you want to. And I just, my wife and I, we, we've watched it every year that it's been on, you know, since it came out. Not a great, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's the greatest movie in the world, but, it, but if you want to get in the Halloween spirit, watch that movie and it is it's okay okay so here's my idea and i don't know i know you guys are developed christians but here's my here's my here's my idea fundamentals christian yeah so what if but what if we started making comedy adult films oh i'm listening what if Mm -hmm. like i and i i haven't really thought it through but you know the the pizza guy delivers it but then he like falls and he like falls in falls through he falls through the table Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like in a really funny way. He's wearing oh, okay. big goofy shoes. <laughs> yes. So you but, then, but then like he's wearing big goofy shoes because he also has, has a big like, goofy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But then also then we get to he takes them off and we get to see his feet. Oh right. okay. <laughs> so like yeah. Like there's you know, there's big... a lot there's a lot going on here that we could explore. I, I've never known how to do this without just showing pornography <laughs> so i've never been able to do this but i just think one of the funniest things that i could that i could do and i guess i could just like somehow figure out a way to edit it with like to put the black bars over it or like you know shade it but it's just just show a straightforward hardcore pornography movie but instead of like the music or them it's just a studio audience a, a sitcom studio audience going ooh <laughs> like you know when like two two people kiss but yeah. it just keeps getting louder <laughs> and bigger and just as the more graphic stuff happens it's just audience members going ooh, oh. and then like <laughs> then groans and maybe a little like oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. yeah but it's just there's no way to show it without actually showing the part I love that you have this idea, so I've had it for years. And so I've Chip's home. He's got it. like Premiere Pro, and he's figuring out stuff. He's like, oh, "I know how to do this." So he's yes. he's got his headphones on. He's got the one screen that's the 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 just the most hardcore porno guy on this side. He's got the the music. <laughs> Kim walks in. He's just, "Hey, Chip! Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm doing something for a bit. I, why are you packing your bag? Yeah, yeah. Why does it? Why does the audio?" thing why well, all those audio clips are saved by the bell <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly the, the show that i think of when i think of those sounds yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, by the way i was james you might have even been there this is years ago when doogie horner still lived in philadelphia he had a birthday party or some party i think it was his birthday and he decided we used to do this thing jeff where we would watch we would get together and watch these horrible horrible like we would just pick find the worst movies yeah. 
And I actually, the apartment complex that I lived had this like movie screening room that you could just reserve. And it held like 20 people. And we just put the worst movies in and we sat around and we made fun of it. It was great. Doogie hurt, like decided he wanted to do that for his birthday. So we're all at this party. We're at his house in Fishtown and he projects it up onto the wall. And we start watching this stupid 70s movie. But what he doesn't realize is that like 70s was the time where like, you could have a movie that was actually like X-rated, but like it was mainstream <laughs> movie-ish. Yeah. So it just be- it started out as this mystery science theater kind of stupid movie and then just went to 1970s hardcore <laughs> pornography. And I think there might even been kids there at the party. And it was just so embarrassing. And Doogie was just he was just hard- mortified. It'd be great. It's like, Doogie, oh, my God, you didn't even look at this before. He's like, oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. This is my favorite part coming up. Let's all let's all do our doogies. Oh, yeah, this, we're gonna. I could do it. This is great. This is. Hey y'all. This is. <laughs> hey y'all. We're gonna be defeat the Graboids. This is Dewey Horner. This Check is out Dewey. My <laughs> Southern Fried Chicken Parts. All right. So we got to do the list of impressions on this podcast so far. Reba McIntyre dueling Reba McIntyre's. Yep. Dueling Doogie Horner. Doogie Horner. Yeah. Oh, I love it. A thing I love Doogie about Doogie McIntyre. Doogie McIntyre. <laughs> um, the friendship. Like Do- Doogie McIntyre sounds like the name of an after a 1979 after school special about a boy like a special who, child in a yes, high school. Right. Yeah. It's just like, and he wasn't like the normal boys. And nope. at first everyone was afraid of him or yeah. they, they made fun of him. But you know, one day one someone befriended him and they made sure that little Doogie McIntyre was part of the gang. Was the, the 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 star of the basketball team yeah it could have been the movie lucas but it could have been just titled yeah but then he brought a gun (laughs) (laughs) look we gotta mash up more things that's what we're doing did you not hear the okay um we started off talking (laughs) about this movie and as the movie started off just really in a succinct way showing the friendship of these two guys Mm -hmm. and again chip i think you mentioned that like kind of Fred Ward, maybe a little bit of the father figure trying to like, you know, temper the excitement and the, the emotions of, of Val. But um, I think, you know, if you think about some of your favorite movies where you just have a pair of whether it's women or guys who are just best buds, right? This is right up there. Like, yeah. can you think oh, of yeah. other movies where, you know, they establish the relationship without having to really establish it? Mm-hmm um there's definitely yeah um rounders rounders yeah Rounders. (laughs) you have do you have some back end of this movie james that you just keep bringing up rounders is there some points that you want to uh, just keep promoting the movie rounders no (laughs) are you are you a a big poker guy i do like poker but yeah uh no that's i just just wanted to bring that up like a, a movie that didn't do it well and i always kind of like crap on this movie but like um What's his name? The guy, uh, the guy, the, the Chicago, uh, he's uh, Matthew, Brothers? Ma- Matthew Broderick. Uh, Ferris Bueller. Like Ferris Bueller and Cameron are like best friends. And there's just like, there's yeah. no reason for it. But there's a dynamic there that's not healthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I've been, so I'm in the middle of rewatch. This is TV, not movies. But doesn't matter. I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of rewatching The Wire with my mom. And, um, uh the movie the show's called the wire not the wire with my mom um 
<laughs> Which is weird because I preferred the wire with your mom. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm IMD being wire with my mom. Just just checking to see if it's but the but there are a number of great just sort of buddies within that. But uh yeah, yeah. But certainly McNulty and Bunk, I think, are the two that stand out. The the two detectives are just one to be like, oh, these guys, like you don't learn until later how far back they go that they're they've been they were detectives for together for a few years but it's like oh they they just kind of keep owing each other favors and they have a history and uh they just uh they're they're two of my favorite characters in any show ever or movie nice um uh, one it's it's not two guys necessarily but uh it just I, it's just such a like a lo- lovable group, and they you, it's a great chemistry between them. Uh, Super Troopers, just the guys from Super yeah. Troopers, is yeah. And didn't didn't really give a backstory on them either, did they? Yeah, no, no. Um, James, you Jeff. you you come across some kids, and they're just like, you know, hey, Uncle James, mm. people Weird. are saying this movie Tremors is good. Is it what's an elevator pitch you can succinctly tell someone about why they should see this movie? Like sell it to them, just give it, give us. Wait, these are, I, I got to tell kids? No, just anybody. Like I didn't oh. mean like young. I just meant like 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 skate like skateboarding kids. Youth. All right, kids are in Sunnyside, Queens, right? Yeah, you're at the bodega. You're like on the stoop, hanging out, oh, yeah. and then the local kids come up and they're, they're like 17. 17, 18. and like one does a kickflip doesn't land it gets up and he's like yo james i heard tremors is pretty good is it i don't i don't want any problems i don't i don't i don't hurt me oh tremors okay yeah um it's great it's like it's one of those it's one of those fun throwback movies where you just like it's just super fun it's fast it's only like an hour and a half so it's over it's over like real quick it's like 10 youtube videos long and <laughs> <laughs> this is working people are like mm, yes yes I can, I can watch 10 in a sitting <laughs> uh and it's uh it's funny it makes fun of itself yes and uh it's got like monsters that are going after kevin bacon uh and this small town but like they all they have to kill them in different ways each time yes. because the monsters keep learning which also makes it fun so like it's not like you can kill it and then you're done oh let's just keep doing that each time the monster learns so that's also what makes it fun and then the other thing that's great is there's a lot of guns so there's cool yeah. so they like there's a there's scenes with with big guns so it's got literally everything there's explosions there's guns there's people getting eaten and there's Kevin Bacon. Did I miss anything? Where's my Where's my phone? <laughs> come back, come back. Hey, 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 hey! I know where you live, punk. You know, you brought up an excellent point because a lot of movies, and that was a great synopsis, James. Thank you. Kudos Thank you. To, but a lot of movies, the whole crux of is people figuring out how to kill what's been terrorizing them, and then once they do, that's the solution. But yep. you're right every monster they had to come up with a unique way to kill it mm-hmm. yeah they figure out one and each time then they it's like oh it. well yeah. now we're we're done yeah. with that way 
Yeah. Because it learned. I, I have one more point to bring up. I, sorry. In the beginning of the movie, like the scene I love where he's like, ooh, I heard the new seismologist geologist is a hot blonde and she's, you know, <laughs> legs up to her and a nice set of blah, blah, blah. And then when he sees her, he's all disappointed, right? Yeah. And then he's cold to her. And it kind of like, at first I was like, oh, what a jerk. Like, she's very pretty and she's not his ideal, but he's kind of being cold and he's cold to her. And then it kind of slowly reveals that he's just nervous. Like he talked a good game in the car, but he doesn't really know how to like deal with women. And like throughout the movie when he was saving her and she was, and then at the very end, he's just like, like he really liked her and, you know, and then he didn't even know how to approach her. And then he finally gets up the nerve and goes and, you know, gives her a big smooch, but that kind of progression where, you know, they made me feel like on purpose, like, Oh, he's being a jerk to her because she didn't live up to his standards of a hot blonde. But no, no, that wasn't the case. Another little gem of directing and writing. Yeah. That um, right. Uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, another good pair of best friends. Great pair. Great. Right? Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. You didn't get that backstory until like forty years later in the solo, the movie Solo, where they show where Han Solo meets Chewbacca. Yeah, but you just the movie feel sucked. It all but, but yeah, yeah. yeah. James, thank you so much. Now, we were definitely going to do part two. We're going to do Rounders Talk with James Heskey. We're just going to do a deep dive in Rounders. Of course. If you don't have my money. <laughs> Chip is going to do a deep dive on the soundtrack to Rounders. Yes. Hopefully, yeah. we'll find some outtakes. Um, what do you have coming up, James? I know you have been TikToking. Yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, TikTok with ADT Pod at ADT pod, uh, TikTok and threads. You can find, they're trying to get into using threads Threads. and also trying to, uh, I think soon we'll be up on blue sky uh, or is it blue ski rhymes with Hesky rhymes with Hesky. And then, uh, you can, you can just find me in Sunnyside, walk around and Mm -hmm. ask me, ask me just at the bodega, come up to me on your skateboard and ask me about random movies. Um, you are still on Twitter though, correct? Yeah, and then Twitter X. at at James Heskey. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on I'm on I'm on the the for the uh, the app formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, uh, Chip, uh, you are on Bluesky. I'm on Bluesky at Just Chip Chantry at Chip Chantry on Bluesky at Chip Chantry on Bluesky at Chip Chantry on Twitter. Again, ADT Pod. We're, we're we're trying to do those TikToks. We're trying to inform and engage. And entertain. I uh, I found it very fascinating. Just to give a little teaser, I had no idea what the three X's on a jug of whiskey was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to find out, guys, you go to the TikTok and uh, you you follow these guys there, and you learn a little bit something. I hate learning new things because I'm very old, but yeah. I don't mind learning it from you too. James had a great one recently. Was what was the one that went viral? Was it the the light bulb one? Yeah, I mean, viral is a strong word. But you know, it, no. But it, it got it. Yeah, uh, about uh, the yeah. shelf life of light bulbs and how yeah, it's yeah. all a big conspiracy. Yeah, there was oh. a conspiracy. There was a actual conspiracy to make light bulbs worse. Mm-hmm. Real. Yeah. It was a real one, not like a. Ooh, they're doing this to like. No, like it's no, it's, it's a trace. Of, like yeah, they're they're like yeah yeah, yeah we totally did that. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'll put links all over, guys, uh, to this. Um, well, just like the town in tremors this podcast episode was perfection 
Oh, and just just like just like the the town in in Tremors, it's also there's only one road in and one road out, and it's covered with blood of the workers who were trying to fix the road because now graboids have eaten all of us. Oh, by the way, that's my favorite line in the whole movie is when the one guy like gets eaten, the the worker, and he mm-hmm. gets pulled away, and the other just got, the other guy just goes. Carmine. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that you knew the guy's name. You had to find out the guy's name was Carmine, who was just had his head eaten off. Because it's so ran, it's so random. It's like it can't just be like David or you know Mike had to be Carmine. Giacomo. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. That's why. That's why that guy got hired. By the way, is for his ad libs. Yeah. That was not written in. It was. Uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. James, thanks. Like for your this. shirt says, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs>